Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, friends. I'm curious how you structure your year. Is January the beginning of the year for you? Or is it another time of year that feels like a beginning? It's interesting that I think of spring as the beginning of the action of an actual calendar year. So in my mind, it's springtime. It's like the first warm days where you go out and you're like, oh, it doesn't feel like frigid death outside. (laughs) And you can go out and maybe there's rain. There's a different change in the way that the air smells and it feels like it's the time to start taking action. So that's one of my big yearly event cues, I guess, like the environment changes and it feels like a beginning. But my other one is really this time of year, the autumn, as I'm going into the winter. And to me, I actually find personally, that's my beginning of the year. And I like to start it that way because it's it's a dream time for me. Like winter is about dreaming, organizing, coming up with the plans of all of the things to be accomplished. And just, you know, if there's a push forward, it's a very slow momentum. It's more about the mental side of things and the spiritual side of things for me. And then I think the spring is the action. The spring and the summer is let's do this. Let's get it together. This is the push time. They all have a very different flavor to those seasons. But I really love this time of year. There's something magic about it. There's something about everything being stripped away. Like in North America, it's the autumn, the trees have all like dropped their leaves. There's something very open just in the air. There's still some warmth, right? There's still some warmth. The sunshine is changing. It actually gets dark a lot earlier. I'm on the Eastern seaboard and I'm way over to the East. So it's like dark out by 4.30 already, and it's going to remain that way until like February, which kind of sucks, but it's okay because to me, it's like the signal. If we're going to have daylight savings, it's also like, oh, it must be that time of year where the mode shifts from trying to cram everything possible into every moment of like the calendar day that goes until eight or 9 PM to me. I'm like, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm done by five 30. I'm ready for just settling in, have my last drink of the day, like finish my meal, read a book, chill out. There's lots of things that I look forward to changing about the way I approach life this year. So I want to get into that in a little bit as well and ask you to think about your goals. If there's anything that you want to modify, that's a current habit that you're ready to release. If there's a current habit that you're ready to amplify and make a more prominent part of your life. I like to do both kind of simultaneously because I think I have more success that way that if I'm letting something go, I want to know what I'm replacing it with so that there's not just a big void of a gap. If I leave a big emptiness it either gets filled back in by exactly what I was trying not to do anyway, or some other very unconscious, probably not great for me habit. And I I personally need to know what my strategy is, or it just doesn't really happen. And I just keep doing the same old things. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll, we'll explore it. But to talk about this season 
and what it invites. For me, an autumn season invites me to look back. So it's it's the harvest, right? We're looking at all of the things that happened in the last year and to go, which goals did I hit? What things happened that I wasn't even expecting that were great? Where did I grow the most? What did I try and you know fail at? What did I try and succeed at? Where was there remarkable success? Where was there just acceptable, like totally, okay, it's fine, maintained it. And where did I fall short? And I look at that um, not with an eye of judgment, but an eye at assessment. And I think those two are different. So if I'm assessing something, I'm just looking for the facts of what happened and to see the bigger picture of this happened and then this happened, this circumstance was happening and this was the result. Whereas judgment is... I did poorly, this went poorly, this went well, you know, like I'm not trying to add all that layer in just yet. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm human, but I, I would prefer to look at my year and assess it because it lets me see perhaps for the first time sometimes what actually happened, how much happened, like what things did I actually do that I've forgotten about or I've written off and I didn't celebrate properly. So that's a big thing in my life as well is that I love to be able to look back and appreciate good things that happened. And I do find that without taking conscious moments to do that, it's so easy to forget you guys. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like if you don't take a moment to look back and go, oh my God, like I did that speaking engagement or I I went to the scary place and I, I did a hard thing. It's like once we do it, we forget immediately all of the effort that went in, how hard it was, like what we had to overcome to even make that happen. And we're just on to the next challenge. And that happens so much in everyone's life, in modern life, that I make deliberate intention to separate that out for myself and go, okay, I need to sit down and appreciate the fuck out of the things that I did that were hard this year that, yeah, sure, they happened now and they're already done and whatever, they're over but they were a big deal. (laughs) Some of these things were really hard for you or they scare you and you're not really looking at them as a normal part of your life. So what things happened that stand out? And for me, if I look back, I had two speaking engagements and got paid for them. That's pretty amazing. And it's been a while since I've done that. So the last time I've been paid for speaking engagements was back when I was tattooing. And then I've done a few cents, but mostly just for practice and to see if I could do it. So I feel like, whoa, that's an up level. And these were not short. I wasn't going in and talking for 10 or 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I was talking for an hour and a half or an hour and 45 for one. And another one was an hour long. And that was just me by myself figuring it out. So that was a big deal. It's not something that I do typically. And I don't find myself in that position often. So it required me to really stretch myself and grow and face my fear, (laughs) face my fear, come up with a plan, execute it. And I did it and I did it pretty well. And I'm proud of myself for that. So it's nice to look back and see those as like two little hills, right? Like if there's the landscape of my life, those are some highlights. Those are some peaks. Um, you know, there's parenting peaks, good things that happened with my daughter. There were rough times that happened with her. There's you know, just life moments and asking myself, well, how did I show up 
as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as like a lover, like all of those things, how have I shown up? And do I like that? What's been going on? That's the other thing, like put it in context. It's not just, this is what happened. It's also, this is what happened in, in a landscape, in a series of stories of which my life is only one, right? So I'm in this landscape of people and we're all living our lives and what all is happening and how am I fitting in? I like to look at the totality of all of that and then decide, how do I feel about all of it? What would I like more of? I love to ask people that question because I think we often ask like, what are we ready to not do anymore? And that's fine. We all have opinions on that and things that we just can't stand and don't want to do. But I don't know how often we get asked what we'd like more of. I think it's a showstopper. You get asked that and you're like, shit, I don't know. What do I want more of? (laughs) Then we come up with kind of generic answers sometimes like, oh, I want more love. Yeah. Like I want more love. I want like a happier relationship. It's just kind of meh. Okay. But what do you really want more of? And I'm starting to think about that for this coming year. So I think I want more moments to feel like I've expanded my capabilities. Like I've pushed and done something hard and overcome it. So that feeling like if you've gone swimming and you swam a little farther than you thought you could, and you're a little out of breath and you're like, I can't even believe I did that. I want that kind of feeling a little bit more in my life. So it might mean pushing myself more physically. It might mean pushing myself more mentally, but not just in the privacy of my life. So I take a lot of classes. I'm learning Japanese, but if I want to have that feeling, I need to not just study Japanese at home. I need to get in front of someone who speaks Japanese and scare the shit out of myself and try to have a conversation that scares the crap out of me, honestly. But at the end of it, there's that feeling. (laughs) I kind of want more of that. And I think that pushes me to get better. So it's the same with like, I think I want to do more speaking. I think I might want to push to see, could I do a group event? Could I do something that I'm directing? What would that be like? How can I include more people? So just expanding my capabilities and taking that plunge. That's what I want more of. I want more opportunities to appreciate my people. I guess that's what I want to say. Like appreciate my clients more and build more, more connection points with that. I think that would be really fun. I really, I do. I love my clients. I love checking in with them, making sure that they're doing well and that they're getting what they need and that they know that they're appreciated and thought of, and you know, they're not on their journey alone. Um, with my friends, man, I want game days again. I want to be able to say like, all right, like I want to make a monthly event. This is something that I want in my life where we're getting together. We can run a game that goes on for a while and I can rely on that. So a little bit more reliability. So it's something, I guess that folds into my theme. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, maybe, about, um, you know, moving from receiving and belonging into really contentment and enjoying of that place. And I think that goal really fits for me is to create those connection points and then exist in them, actually make them into a ritual, make them into just a routine and something that happens, not just for myself, but for more people, that feels really good. So I think a lot of my coming year, I want to focus around connection and deepening connections and coming up with themes and moving forward in a conscientious way and seeing where that takes me. I I wonder what will happen. And there's always, of course, for me, um, looking back and seeing where I've succeeded with my health goals 
And I actually have succeeded a lot this year. And I don't want to discount that. I think I'm always thinking about improving my health and eating better. And I'm recognizing I actually do eat really well and I'm eating even better now. So I had my own little health scare recently and I, I don't know if it's still ongoing. I think it is. But um, I'd taken some supplements and they had an ungodly amount of B12 in them. And I think I did some damage to myself. I should not have been taking them as long as I did. And I may have poisoned myself in a very interesting way. So recognizing that that's a possibility, I've been conscientious now of where else am I adding poisonous inputs in my life? So is it that I'm, you know, eating the sugar. It actually was a huge kick in my butt to just drop it and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And it's interesting because in a weird way, I recognize that I have gratitude for having poisoned myself if that is what I did. And I might not have, this is just my best guess. No one can tell me what I really did to myself, but I was starting to have weird neuropathy going on in various areas of my body, not just my hands and feet, but like the side of my face, the top of my head, my rib cage, like just all over very weird. And I don't want that anymore. So I want to take better care of myself. So I was like, well, if that's the thing that needed to happen for me to finally say I'm done with sugar because it's just an extra poison for my body to process. And I just am tired of doing that. I've been thinking that for years and I've never had the willpower (laughs) to stop for real. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm missing out. Oh, I really want that. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually don't really want that because I really don't want to poison myself. And I hate how this feels. So if that's what it took yeah, that sucked. But it's like that good thing, bad thing, who knows, like, maybe it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And maybe, you know, I'll clear whatever is going on in my system, and have gained this deep, true, like desire to not poison myself with sugar anymore. And to think of it as poison, I wasn't thinking of it as poison before I was like, yeah, it's fine. Everybody's doing it. It's okay. I mean, sugars and everything. And now I'm like, yeah, not good enough. Like just eat a freaking carrot. (laughs) Don't eat the cookie. And, um, noticing that when I do stray from that, I I don't feel good and I immediately can track it. So grateful for that. So looking at my year ahead, what would it be like? And, you know, up till now, I haven't been able to envision it. What is it like to actually only eat whole foods for an entire year? I can cook them. I can make them into whatever I want, but to just not have processed food with sugar, And it's actually surprisingly difficult. There's a lot of stuff out there. I I count myself extremely fortunate that I'm able to even consider doing that. (laughs) Good for me. Very thankful. But I'm curious what it'll look like on the other end of that. So that's a curiosity for the coming year, but also a gratitude for what has gone down in this one. And to continue to expand um, my ability to take care of myself and to continue moving and see what happens if I if I take advantage of all of the things, all of the knowledge that I already have, I don't know, it's kind of like a mind blower to, to wonder what if I already have all the knowledge and all I really need to do is just use it and stop trying to gather more for a while and just like actually slow down enough to do what I already know. Super hard, very simple, super hard. So that's uh, my big picture going into the year. So I'm about to head into the winter months there'll be a lot of mental sorting and connection with all of these ideas. It's uh, for me, the time of putting together the plan of what is the overview? How am I going to execute in my business? What are those actual goals and coming down with like actual concrete plans? 
like this many podcasts, this many speaking events, this many whatever's, you know, like just figure out what it is that's the goal because actually having a number, having something on paper, concrete means there's something that I can measure against and figure out how to get there. And I also know that, you know, no matter what I do, if I just keep plugging away at it, there's no way that I don't get there. It might not happen as fast as I want, but it will happen. So I have that faith and trust in myself as well. So then it'll progress into the spring. It'll be action plan time. There'll be so much more energy just available. The sunlight, the general feeling of goodwill that everyone in the North American continent has as it finally gets warm again and the snow melts away. It'll be summer and I'll have to have a plan for that. Like how do we get through the summer months with a child who will be out of school? So what kind of programs will she want to be doing and how will I set a good example for her? That'll be, you know, the go time, working, working, getting through it. And then you know, I'll arrive again at this slowing down, winding down reassessment phase. And I really love that flow of the year. And I'm wondering how you feel about all of that. Mm. Friends, I hope you're doing marvelous. I hope that the year is flowing in perfect harmony for you. And if it's not, um, I'm wishing that you really connect with that part of yourself that knows that you've got this no matter what's going on. You know, the only thing that we really can rely on is that it changes. So change is coming. All will be well. I am sending you the best from my heart to yours, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.